With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line, hanging out here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abbefe sitting here in the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out on the road as well for this fun college football Saturday. Had a fun first hour. We will have a fun second hour on deck for you guys because coming up in 15 minutes, former NFL quarterback, now NBC analyst Chris Sims will be joining us here on the Lombardi line. We'll talk a little bit of NFL, his thoughts on week two. Chris Sims is high on Zach Wilson. We'll get his thoughts on Zach Wilson and the New York Jets as they take on the Dallas Cowboys coming up in 15 minutes. Also 30 minutes from right now, Matt Eumann's host of VEASAN tonight and co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast will join us with his college football plays and his NFL plays for the weekend. But Michael, we start our number two, as always, talking about games that uh, we wanted to highlight. And we'll fire on almost pretty much anything, but there is one game every week that you want no part of, Michael. Which game is that here in week two of the National Football League regular season? Well, you know, Femi, there's always games I want no part of, right? You know, and and a lot of it, I, I, that's what I try to do. To me, the greatest, the, I spend most of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday finding ways to eliminate games because I don't, I can't control the uncertainty of it all. And, you know, and instinctively, that when the Jets opened up against the Cowboys at nine and not nine and a half, I thought, well, you know, that seems like a good play. But then I kept convincing myself, well, bad offensive lines don't travel. Today I wake up and find out Brendan Cooks isn't going to play and Zach Martin might not play for the Cowboys. So there's a lot of uncertainty that goes in this game. And the biggest uncertainty besides the injury factor is what will we get from Zach Wilson? What will we get from Robert Sala? What will we get from Nathaniel Hackett in terms of how are they going to manage how are they going to manage Zach Wilson in this game? We know they'll play good defense. We know Dallas will play good defense. We know that because we also know the book knows that because what the under is 38 and a half. So nobody's expecting a high flying game. <laughs> but because of the offensive line injuries in Dallas, because of the concerns of the, of the Jets, I just said, you know what? My instincts say take the Jets to the nine and a half. Now it's down to nine. But I don't want to get involved there. I think at the end of the day, in the fourth quarter, these games tend to get away from the team that is trying to manage a quarterback. So I stayed away. It's a Hall and Oates play for me. Right, and that is the Hall and Oates play of the week. Jets at Cowboys. Uh, I can't go for that. 
No, no can do. No can do, indeed. No can do. <laughs> Down there at Jerry World. I mean, no can do. I, I, it's just sometimes you you can't. It, what looks obvious isn't obvious, and sometimes, mm. as they've often said, uh, 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 the opposite of a good idea is another good idea. And so sometimes you just have to push it away. <laughs> the opposite of a good idea is another good idea. I don't think I've heard that one. That's a good one. Uh, let's get to the the line of the week, the game that you really are looking forward to and wanted to highlight here. Well, I, I, you know, the line movement in, in college football, particularly, Femi, if you go against the line movement in college, if you just did that as a, as without even caring about the teams, you, you're going to make a big profit. And line movement in pro football, to me, is another area where I'm not sure it always works. When you look at sometimes, that's why it's for me, it's so important to look at a, the betting contest numbers on Thursday because they give you an indication of where the, they think the line's going to go out. They don't want to give away a free line in that contest. Mm-hmm. And so the Packers opened up as favorite, which made sense to me. Atlanta demonstrated no passing game whatsoever, right? And they ran the ball. They declared how they're going to run the ball. But for some reason, Atlanta is really becoming the popular team, and that line went from Green Bay being the favorite to now Atlanta being the favorite. And I, I don't know. I think they say Aaron Jones is going to play. They think he will play, which I think is important, right? Uh, they need him to play. And I think Jordan Love will play well. Atlanta's not a hard stadium to play in. Those, you know, you see the games. I mean, there's not a lot of people there. There'll be more Packer fans probably there than there will be Falcon fans. Yep. I, I just think the Packers are good on defense. And if Atlanta's going to be one-dimensional – I assume they're going to start the game out running the football and they'll probably get the lead based on the game plan runs. But once they adjust to what they're doing, I think Green Bay has a chance to get back in this game. And I think if you can take it as a three as getting points with Green Bay when they were actually giving points, I'm not sure that's not a bad play. Is there any concern with Green Bay's offense that maybe they looked good last week because Chicago's defense is so inept? Anything that like creeps into you thinking about, hey, maybe we're still a little bit uncertain about what this Green Bay offense with Jordan Love is? Well, I, I think Green Bay, look, Green Bay's never going to be – they have to play the game a certain way, and I think they have to kind of slow it down. But they couldn't run the ball, Femi. I mean, really, when you break down that game, they couldn't run the ball against the, uh, the, the, the Bears. I mean, I think, what, Dylan had like nine carries for – uh, like 20 yards or, yeah. or 18 yards, he struggled. That's rough. I mean, it wasn't like they were an offensive great performance. So for me, I, I felt like, okay, you know, like the, they did some things. And I, I got to give credit to LaFleur, who I'm, you know, from talking with me on the co- on the thing. To me, I think you have to give credit to LaFleur for adjusting his game plan. You know, last week they were 53% run. This Atlanta was 54% run. And Green Bay was – even though the only their completion percentage was just 55%, they were really good on third down and they were really good in the red area. And their points per play were at 6.33. So I like that a lot. And I just think to me, when you break down Green Bay defensively, they're, they were really good on third down against it, against uh, Chicago. They were really good in third down. Even though there were a lot of completions, they made them work. They're only, they only allowed 4.4 yards per play. So I, I, I think Green Bay's better than people think defensively. Yeah, got to give credit to Matt LaFleur. Maybe coach of the year, Matt LaFleur. We'll see how the season unfolds, but that is a bet that I have in Look, pocket. Look, if they make the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to get some consideration. Big Daddy won't give it to him, but 
You know, last week was the first time for anybody that, that's just watching the show for the first time. My cousin, Vince Lombardi, no relation to the coach, is a huge Packer fan. In fact, I actually am in Charlotte celebrating his son's birthday, his son's wedding today. So uh, but typically on a Sunday morning I will uh, of a Packer game, I will start getting texts the minute something bad happens about what's going on. It's just it's the joy of my life to read those texts. I did love it. So last week, Femi, I didn't get a text. I didn't get one text, uh, mm. one complaint. I didn't get one complaint, which I would say could go in the text Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, I mean, I'm sure it was a week before the wedding, so maybe his mind was elsewhere thinking about no, the wedding. No, his mind was not on No, I know. Trust me, his mind's not on that. No. He, I, his mind's on, uh, I can give it to you, his mind's on medicine, politics, and the Packers. That's it. Oh, boy. Well, tis the season. You tell him it's 12 months till next November. <laughs> He's fire off some text messages with the election coming up. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be an interesting game. All it's going to take is one Bijan Robinson 15-yard run. You'll get the text. Don't you worry. You'll, yeah, you'll, 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 you'll get the text. I I know that. I fully expect that. All right. Let's get to the coordinator battle of the week. Which X's and O's matchup do you think is most interesting? So I really went back and studied this. And, and, you know, I think to me, this is one of the elements of the game that we really should need to spend more time discussing is because that's all they talk about in the buildings in the NFL are the are the matchups. So Sean Payton against Jack Del Rio. 2021, they played uh, they played Washington. He was in New Orleans. Jameis Winston. And they moved, they threw the ball effectively. They did not run the ball effectively, but they threw it. There were throws in there. Winston was 15 for 30 for 280 yards, and they won the game. And then when you check the opening game of that same season, Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Chargers, he also could not run the ball against the commanders, but they threw the ball very effectively. So what do I get from that? I get the ability to know that Peyton understands what Del Rio's doing in his coverages. He understands how to play them. Everybody's probably going to think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think they'll come out throwing it, give Wilson some chances, especially down the field, especially if Judy comes back and plays. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, on the other side, we know that Vance Joseph opened the season last year against the Chiefs at Eric Bieniemy. But the last time I checked, uh, even though Eric's on the Washington team, Mahomes didn't come with him. And I thought in that game, when you watch that game, Arizona kind of did some things that only Mahomes and Kelsey could overcome. This will be a challenge for Sam Sam Howell to handle the blitz, to handle the pressure, also to handle the crowd noise. Last week, you know, because of my two sons being coaching for the Raiders, I'm watching Raider games closely. And that crowd in Denver was alive. Mm-hmm. It was loud. And Garoppolo did a wonderful job of handling it, but it was loud. And Howell's going to have a hard time. And when you break down Washington, the attention to details, the attention to handle tough situations, I don't see it. So I like this coordinator matchup quite a bit. Yeah, and it sounds like you like it in favor of the Denver Broncos here. Obviously, Joe Lombardi yeah, spent time with Sean Payton in New Orleans. Then, of course, it was the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I know this is a it's game like that you say all the time. It's like you say all the time. It, it, the, 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 the fights. It's about the fit and the fight, how this is going to go. Look, is, is will Denver struggle to block the front? Yeah. Everybody's Chase Young's back. Oh, my gosh. Okay. When Chase Young played, he wasn't dominant. It wasn't like we're getting Micah Parsons back here now. He's got to prove he's a good player. If he, if he was so good and had such great tape, Washington would have easily picked up his fifth year. He hasn't proven that yet. Now, could he? Maybe he can, just like Josh Jacobs did, just like Daniel Jones did. It's up in front of him. But – like everybody's making a big deal. Well, well, you know, Chase Young's back. Okay, 
Next, yeah. next. What's what, what else you have on your card? <laughs> well, isn't he on a pitch count too? Like, I don't think he's going to get the full I'm allotment sure of, of, of plays. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure he is on a pitch count. But yeah. I, I like this game. Besides, I think you know, zero and one teams. This is the second home game now for for Denver. Denver cannot come out of this thing zero and two, losing mm. two home games. It's going to be too hard. Yeah, I think Denver will be like kind of the shrewd survivor play of the week for people that don't want to go with the big favorites there. They're under consideration for me. I don't know if I'm going to go with Denver because I think there's going to be more people that go with Denver than we actually think. But uh, definitely could be an option for those of you who are in the survivor contest, especially in the circus survivor contest where I'm sitting, where there are still 7000 plus entries still that are still alive for the nine plus million buffalo beat if the raiders upset buffalo tomorrow that contest will be emptied out yeah we'll we'll be at seven thousand to about 800 i think is is where that'll be which Derek stevens is not rooting for he wants everybody to enjoy it (laughs) all right chris sims nbc sports analyst joins us next to break down week two in the nfl This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Our picks page recapping all the best bets from guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. And our betting splits let you know where the money and bets are moving for every game. The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings betting data every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the sports betting network 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi on the road doing wedding duty. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Matt Humans will be joining us in 15 minutes from now in studio. We'll talk some NFL and some college football. But to break down the NFL game, joining us now, you see him on Pro Football Talk each and every day, Monday through Friday. NBC NFL analyst, also the host of the Chris Sims Unbuttoned podcast. It's the one and only Chris Sims joining us from East Lansing, Michigan, here on this Saturday morning. Chris, we appreciate Appreciate you taking the time to wake up with us here on the Lombardi line. Before we get to your game, Washington at Michigan State, let's talk some NFL and let's talk Jets Cowboys. Can the Jets survive this Aaron Rodgers injury and make this a competitive game tomorrow afternoon down there in Big D? I, I do think so. I mean, listen, it's going to be a tough battle. We know that. We know how good Dallas's defense is. But I think, you know, the other side of the, the, the coin there is the Jets defense is real as well. And, you know, a little bit of Dallas is impressive as they were in week one against the Giants. There's one negative. Their offense didn't really have to execute or do anything or, you know, work out the kinks from not playing a whole lot in the preseason or anything like that. So I don't know, you know, where to gauge them exactly. But this Jets defense is special. And then the other thing, hey, we know Zach Wilson. It's going to be a lot of on him and what he looks like and decisions and, you know, taking what's there and not making stupid mistakes. But also, one of the things Dallas had a problem with last year, and we'll see if they fixed it or not, is their run defense. And we saw the other night that that Jets O-line, if it can stay healthy, I think is going to be able to move some people in the run game all year long. You know, now they got to get a little better at pass protection. But, yeah, I think if it's limit big mistakes, things like that, I do think the Jets can hang around and make this interesting. Christopher, you loved Zach Wilson coming out, and that's not a knock. We all love certain players, but I, I don't think you can give up on that love. I know there's a perception out there, but if you were the offensive right. coordinator of the Jets and you were Nathaniel Hackett, what would you do to this offense to kind of maximize Wilson's strengths? Because he has strengths. He wasn't the second pick overall because he doesn't have any strengths. Is what would you do to maximize his strengths? And do you feel like this is the most important part of the question? Do you feel like he's changed and grown up and accepted that he has to be a professional player to take the next step? Yeah, no, it's a, that, that's that's all the right questions right there. You know, one, I, I'm I'm with you and that you don't give up on him, and that's why they don't want to give up on. Him. They know how talented he is. I mean, his talent is real, right? So, I mean, his arm, his movement. You know, he's a very explosive athlete. So the potential is there. We know that for sure. Now, I think, hey, the fact that he got drafted, yes, number two, to a defensive coach, to an offensive coordinator, and, and Matt LaFleur, uh, or Mike LaFleur, excuse me, who hadn't called a play in the NFL to that point, I don't think any of those things necessarily helped Zach Wilson. So I think a lot, of, a lot was on his shoulders. And I think his head was spinning a little bit. And he told me, Mike, at the Hall of Fame game earlier this year, he goes, man, I had so I, I was so uncomfortable and, you know, my head was spinning and I was thinking about our offense and how to read defenses that he's like, I, I almost forgot how to throw the football. He's like, oh. it's really he's like I lost track of my mechanics and everything. So he's in a different mental space now than he was then. And of course, this was a huge offseason for him to be around Nathaniel Hackett. And of course, Aaron Rodgers to see how to approach the game like a real pro. And he didn't, I don't think he really had anybody to kind of show him the ropes that way. Um, and then on top of that, Mike, I think the thing I would like to see, you know, I know everybody, oh, you know, get the ball out of his hand quick, do this, do that, right? Hey, you know this too. Throwing the ball quick 
can be really dangerous. The risk-reward there is scary at times. Oh, yeah, we're going to jam it in there for a four-yard completion around Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. It's, it's a safe short throw. I don't know. I used to make a lot of those throws and go, damn, that was the scariest throw all day right there between all those people, right? <laughs> so I would, like, I would like to see a little bit of, hey, run the ball, play action pass, Max protect, make him feel comfortable. And we know Dallas plays a ton of man-to-man and let these guys work down the field a little bit on them because he will sit in the pocket and throw some lasers around the field. That's where I hope to see the offense go a little bit under uh, Zach Wilson here. Yeah, I think people well, for- just to just to follow up on that real quick, Femi, I'll let you go after that. Al mm-hmm. Davis would have said, "Christopher, we did all that for four yards. Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> exactly. No. And listen, you want an Aaron Rodgers? The what did they do to start the game the other night, Mike? You know, it was typical West Coast shotgun, yeah, space, three slants on spacing. one side. Right, all these basic stuff that I want to go, well, Buffalo saw this play, the first play in April OTAs. Like, what do you think this yeah. is? So, and then they thought the ball was going to be out quick. That's why they cut the D linemen. But they were all over what was downfield. And to me, that that is what I hope they don't do. Because I think that is, you know, if you're a, a – Tom Brady hated three-step drop game, right, Mike? He didn't like to do that. Because, again, the risk-reward, trying to get it out quick into these tight windows, ball tipped. Receiver gets hit as he caught it. There's a lot of disasters that can happen, and and I think that's why, yeah, I, I don't love that that aspect always. We're speaking with Chris Sims, NFL analyst, former NFL quarterback. You can see him on X at C Sims QB. Also, check out Chris Sims Unbuttoned wherever you get your podcast. Well, let's talk quarterbacks. Let's talk these young quarterbacks, and particularly the two that will be facing each other in Atlanta, Jordan Love against Desmond Ritter. What were your takeaways from those guys in their week one performances, and what do you expect to see tomorrow afternoon down there in the ATL? Well, one, I mean, listen, I was, I was impressed with Green Bay altogether. I know Chicago is not going to be real great, but, you know, you watch football long enough, you can see, like, oh, wait, I don't care who they're playing. This team's got some talent and potential here. So I like that aspect. And then, you know, Jordan Love, his best receiver, Christian Watson, who's you know, can fly, is one of the most explosive receivers in football, him not being out there. I've liked what Jordan Love has looked like all summer. It hasn't been perfect. You know, he's missed a few throws here and there. But the one thing, he doesn't look like deer in the headlights. He's very comfortable in the pocket. And where he's different than Aaron Rodgers at the age of 38, 39, and 40 is he's willing to hang in the pocket and let some plays develop downfield and strike for some explosive plays. So that's what I liked about Jordan Love. And he looks like he's getting comfortable week by week. They got a good O-line. They got a good defense. Hopefully he just continues to realize, like, I don't have to do it all. Atlanta, I like their team. But th- there's got to be more in the pass game. You, mm-hmm. They're not going to win the NFC South or go to the playoffs if they think they're going to, you know, get the type of production w- uh, in the pass game that they did last week. It, it, you know, I know they're going to be able to run the ball and do that, but you, it's the NFL. You're not going to be able to run the ball and just mow over people week after week after week. There's got to be some semblance of a pass game. I like Desmond Ritter. His arm does not wow me. I think it's an NFL average arm. It's gotten better since Cincinnati as far as mechanics and things, which I won't get too deep into the weeds there. You know, he's a pretty good athlete, but that's definitely one thing I'm looking at to go. Atlanta, to me, is kind of an under-the-radar playoff team, but they definitely need a little bit more of the passing game to contribute here if they really want to be a threat in the NFC. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, don't you get the sense that Ritter's a little bit too careful with the football, Christopher? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he trusts his accuracy to put it into tight windows. And, you know, I, I agree. Oh, great, you're 15 for 18, but at some point you got to make a hard throw. And I don't think – I don't get the sense he trusts that enough. I, I'm, I, I agree, and I think they got to open it up that way a little bit. You know, I, I know we all want to take care of the football and do all of those things, and that's important, definitely. But, you know, there's a fine line there in like, okay, we're going to protect the football and throw short passes, and then, wait, let's actually try to go win the game and make some plays and put some real pressure on a defense. And that's where I feel like they're missing out. And, Mike, I mean, that's the thing that I worry about Desmond Ritter. I know – He's got all the intangibles. They like the person. They think he's made of the right stuff. And I, I've been around him before. I, I get that totally. But I did question him coming out of Cincinnati and his ability, like you said, to control the ball on 15-yard out routes and comebacks and really put it into a tight window like he got to in the NFL or hit a deep crosser that's 25 yards down the middle of the field where you go, yeah, he's only open by a foot, but that's open in the NFL. you got to throw it in there and throw a strike. And there is reluctance there. And then that's where he looks to maybe run or do something else off of that. But, yeah, that, that aspect of their offense uh, has got to open up, and I think he's got to be a little bit more aggressive. And they got to trust him a little bit more, I guess, we're, we're at that point here too. Hey, Chris, we've got about 20 seconds left. You'll also be on Football Night in America on Sunday. Sunday Night Football, Dolphins, Patriots. Who do you like in that game in Foxborough? Well, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, but I, like, I don't go, oh, it's just write it in stone here. No, I mean, that Patriots defense <laughs> is real. I mean, so that they'll have some tricks there for sure. But that Dolphins offense is as creative as you see in football. It's as fast as you see in football. And I just think they got a little too much talent for New England. I'm going to take them to win a close one. All right. He is Chris Sims. you would have thrown for 400 yards in that game. Two ahead, no <laughs> well, we'll, we'll have, call me next week and we'll have another discussion about that. And we can get into that. I'd love to. 100%. We got a book for next yeah. Saturday. Make, let's write that down, Elliot. All right. He is Chris Sims, NBC analyst. Check him out on today's Washington, Michigan State broadcast over on Peacock, 5 o'clock Eastern. Awesome stuff there from Chris Sims. Matt Hume is joining us next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking to be a better better? Of course you are, and tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L, in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool juice reel that's juice like orange juice real r-e-e-l it's absolutely free download juice reel to your iphone or android device today and become a better better Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. Femi and Bebefe sitting here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi on the road doing wedding duties. Should be a fun, festive yes. afternoon slash evening where Michael Lombardi sits. But joining us right now in studio TV. here. As long as there's a TV there, you cannot have a wedding in the fall without TVs in the room. That's the rule. Matt Humans, if you get married, you phones. invite me. Better have TVs in the damn room. I don't even like to talk about weddings. I hate weddings, and I'll never be involved in one. And I got invited to one last year in the middle of the football season. I said, no, what kind of guy gets married in the middle of football season? That doesn't happen. 
Okay, you got all <laughs> yeah. summer. You have all summer to get that done. You don't do it in the fall. And spring. And spring, and spring. why not? Yeah. As long as yeah. it's after the Final Four, all spring. <laughs> well, <laughs> breaking news, my wedding is going to be the weekend of the Final Four. So, so that's where we're sitting here in Las well, Vegas. You, will have a, yeah. you better have TVs in there, Femi. Yeah, that's well, all I can tell you. Just put TVs in there. It solves the problem. I might encourage our guests to go ahead and maybe use their phones. Go ahead and, you know, since we, we live in 2023, next year will be 2024. It's where maybe you can pull it up on the phone if you want to watch the, the national semifinals. But that's neither Too here nor there. Too small of a screen. No, stop that. No, we need a big screen. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt Humans is joining us, host of VEASAN tonight. You can check that out Monday through Friday here on the Sports Betting Network, 9 to midnight Eastern time. Also co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast. We'll talk some college football a little bit later on here, Matt. But let's discuss the National Football League. you got a lot of plays here in the NFL. Week number two, overreaction week. And we'll start with your play in Duval County with the Chiefs and the Jaguars. <laughs> I hate that Duval County. <laughs> Duval! Thing too. All right, just, what sort of pro team has a chant about the county it's located in? Who, who yeah, gives a damn one? Uh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Got to get a Clark County uh, count here for the Vegas Raiders. <laughs> uh, you know what? I laid three with the Chiefs here. And um, I, don't, I don't bet road favorites too often, but you know, Chiefs have had basically nine or ten days to, uh, to prep for this game. And they've got two of their top three players back pretty obvious analysis here with Chris Jones back on the defensive line the guy who collapses a pocket he was missed in the game against Detroit last week Travis Kelsey gonna be uh, really valuable to have Patrick Mahomes have him back in the middle of the field look at the numbers of uh, Patrick Mahomes passing in week one to his wide receivers and over the middle of the field the worst numbers of Mahomes career you know so it's gonna make a difference to have uh, Kelsey back there and I also think this Jaguars team is really soft in the secondary, hmm. and the offensive lines get some issues. And I wasn't that impressed with the Jaguars and what they did against the Colts a week ago. Uh, this is one road favorite I will play. How about, you know, the Ravens are beat up, Matt. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm surprised this line hasn't gone back to three and a half. I mean, Humphreys, they lost two starting linemen. I know Burrow was bad last week, so were the Bengals team, but – Aren't you surprised this line hasn't gone up? And, and I got to believe the Bengals lay in just three. I know they play close games, but how do the Ravens match up in the secondary with their defense against this team? You know, I'm not sure. The only thing I could say here is, uh, you know, John Harbaugh has got a coaching edge in this game. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. I, I wrote about – this is one of the picks I wrote up. It's on vcin.com this morning, too. You got two starters out on the offensive line, two starters out in the secondary. I don't think it's an automatic bounce back spot for Joe Burrow. He missed all of basically all of training camp, mm -hmm. did miss the entire preseason. He looked like a guy who was not ready to play last week. He threw for 82 yards. Bengals had six first downs. I don't know if they can flip the switch and be great on offense this week, but Michael, I agree with you. With the Ravens injury situation, I think you got to play the Bengals here, and I did lay the three. Yeah, that, that, that's a bet I've also made as well here with the Cincinnati Bengals. The Six clock. first downs last week. That's, Think about that. That's just pathetic. Yeah. I mean, it was like 80-something passing yards for Joe Burrow. You'll, you'll, you'll never see that again here. We'll, we'll go ahead and report that news right now. We're hanging out with Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight, also the co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast here. Uh, how about another one of your plays here? You're going dumpster diving down in Big D here with, uh, with Gang Green. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and think of it that way, but... Uh, you know, the adjustment from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson should be about six points. But I'm banking on the New York defense here, too. And I think this uh, defense is legit. Brees Hall can make plays. Man, he's an explosive running back when he's healthy. You saw what he was doing last year before he was injured in that game in Denver. And uh, when he was out of that offense, it made a big difference. Garrett Wilson's uh, uh, excellent. 
young wide receiver. And I think what you got to do with Zach Wilson here, and I, I don't really trust the Jets coaching staff that much, but uh, ask Zach Wilson to sort of manage the game. Don't make any mistakes. Uh, let your playmakers go to work for you. Uh, let this defense, I, I think, go to work for you. And also, you know, the Cowboys won 40 to nothing in week one. Dak Prescott did not look that sharp in that game. Now, he didn't really have to be, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's a little bit of the Dak Prescott we saw last year. He wasn't very sharp, and he was throwing a lot of picks. Uh, what I think is going to happen here is the Jets are going to find a way to keep this close. There's a, in betting, there's something called the fallen star theory. When your star goes down, you bet on that team the next game. Everybody mm-hmm. elevates their level of play, and you're going to get the best effort out of that team the week after the star goes down or the game after the star goes down. Kind of banking that, banking on that with the Jets here. And also, I think the Cowboys are in a bit of a letdown type of situation. After they win by 40 on the road, they probably think they're a lot better than they really are. Sorry, Femi. I know you're a Cowboys guy. It's all right. But um, this is a situational type of spot where I like to look for overreactions and, uh, you know, play the ugly dog, as you say, dumpster diving. (laughs) How about Denver? I'm with mm-hmm. you on Denver. You know, it's interesting. The ticket count in the Denver-Washington game is split right down the middle, 50-50. But 80% of the money is on Denver. Uh, that's why that three and a half won't move down to three. So talk about this game, Matt. What do you like about this one? Okay, first of all, the Broncos got to find a way to get over the 17-point hurdle. I mean, mm. I, you wouldn't think that's such a high hurdle. But they averaged 16.9 points last year. Lowest scoring offense in the NFL. Sean Payton comes in. Everything's going to be different, right? Well, they scored 16 points in the first week against the Raiders. But Jerry Judy's going to be back. He's going to give the offense a boost. And if you watched Sam Howell last week, and obviously uh, Ron Rivera did not watch a lot of Sam Howell in practice last year. He really didn't know what type of player or quarterback he had. Well, if you watch if you watch Sam Howell last week, he got sacked six times. This is by the Arizona defense, okay? Six sacks, threw a pick. Lost a fumble that was returned for a touchdown. He looked like a guy who didn't deserve to be starting in the NFL. I don't think he's going to go on the road and win this game. And a lot of times when you see these three-and-a-half-point favorites, that's telling you it's a pretty strong home favorite. Uh, the weak home favorites are the ones favored by two-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people want to hesitate. Well, I don't want to lay three in the hook. I think the Broncos are going to win this game, probably win it by seven to ten points. I just think this Washington Commanders team is pretty weak. Yeah, it's Sam Howell's first road start, by the way, in a pretty raucous environment at Elevation in you Denver know, against a desperate I would road add, team. I would add to that too, Matt. Bad lines don't travel. Washington's got a bad offensive line. Right. Bad lines don't travel. Bad lines don't typically play well in crowded and noisy stadiums. And I think this Washington offensive line, which they really did nothing this offseason to improve it, makes it even harder for Hal. Go ahead, Femi. I'm yeah. sorry to oh, interrupt. No, no, you're okay. It's a great point sacked, that you made there. No, he was sacked six times by the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals are not going to get six sacks in a game the rest of the year. No, yeah. the, the rest of the month they won't get six sacks. They will not <laughs> right. get six sacks the rest of this right. month. Let's write that down, uh, uh, Elliot. Elliot, make sure you get that down on September sixteenth. <laughs> we'll keep tracking that. We'll, we'll keep tabs. Uh, let's talk about a line. We'll see if th- this line can travel to Foxborough. That's the Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. Right now, we're sitting at two and a half. There, Dolphins favorite forty six and a half. Sunday Night Football. What do you like? Yeah, I'm still irritated. I had the Patriots last week, and you know I bet yeah. them. Plus five over the summer. I bet him plus four. Played him in the contest. Michael, you can't spot the Eagles a 16 nothing lead on mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, you look back at that game, there's got to be so much that irritates Bill Belichick. you got to clean up all these mistakes. And 
Uh, the Patriots outgained the Eagles by 130 yards. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, one trend to watch is the Eagles do not play that well on the road. They mm. squeaked by four bad teams on the road last year. They didn't deserve to beat the Patriots. I had a loser there with the Patriots, and I'm still a little bit ticked off with that. Hey, the Dolphins, they're going from L.A. to Foxborough, West Coast to East. They have to stop in Canton, Ohio, so Tua can get inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> on the way, this, Is there a team that faces a tougher road trip? <laughs> that's, that's a good line. <laughs> I just said to Christopher Sims, tell me a throw. I mean, everybody's making a big deal. I, look, I think Tua played great. His numbers yeah. were incredible. There was nobody in front of him. I, I had a, I had one of my top 100 players text me this morning uh, who played defensive tackle, and he was like, it was a seven-on-seven seven game. That's what it was. Yeah. Nobody got in front of him. Yeah. I, I told Sims, you could have made a lot of those throws. He could, and Sims is probably about 40 years old. How old is yeah, he? Yeah, I think he's about 40 or something. You know, it's 536 total yards by the Dolphins. Uh, you're going to face a Bill Belichick defense this week. It's going to be a different story. Yeah. Well, we'll get to the rest of your NFL but best bets. Don't bet. forget, Staley's a genius, Matt. Yeah, don't forget, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Just ask any of those people in the analytical community. <laughs> we'll get to Matt's NFL bets, the rest of the card, and also his college football bets as we wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VEGAS to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. 
Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas. We got Michael Lombardi out there in North Carolina in preparation for a wedding later on today. Hopefully it's a great one, fun one with With TVs. TVs. We're going to make sure Big Daddy's got to make sure we get TVs out there. We've got to watch this college football slate. Uh, Matt (laughs) Eumann's joining us in segment or in studio, I should say, for not one but two segments here. Matt Eumann's, of course, host of VEASAN tonight and co-host of the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Thank you to our guests, by the way, Tim Murray, who is the host of the College Football Betting Podcast, host of of Vicent Primetime. He joined us earlier in hour number one, as did Stormy Tony, host of the Lombardi Line Sunday through Thursday. Also will be on the sidelines in Chapel Hill for North Carolina and Minnesota. Then thank you to Chris Sims, who joined us about 30 minutes ago, NBC Sports Analyst, who'll be doing the Michigan State and Washington game in East Lansing. But let's get to the last of your NFL plays and get to your college football plays here, Matt. Sure. Uh, you have an NFL teaser teasing uh, a couple of games here. One dog that's going up to eight and a half and a, and a favor that's going down to two. What do you like here with your teaser for the week? What is the teaser I sent you? I've got a, I've got two of them. Oh, you got, oh, you got multiple. It was Titans plus eight and a half, and then the Bills down to two against the Raiders. Okay, I think teasing the Bills down to two is a really good play. Now, I was on the Raiders last week. You know, you go on the road, back-to-back road games open the season. You want to get a split, and the Raiders got that split. Now, uh, Jacoby Myers, I don't think, is going to play. Mm. And uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G targeted him a lot last week. He was a big part of the offense. Uh, I just think, what, what you're going to get with the Bills is a team that's angry, embarrassed. It was an awful performance by Josh Allen on Monday night, and I think the Raiders are catching the Bills at the wrong time here. So uh, you knock the Bills down to minus two. I think that's a great teaser leg. What, what are you going to pair it with? I bet the Titans plus three and a half early in the week. And I like the Titans in the game, but now the Lions dropped to two and a half. Uh, I would throw that on a teaser. I think there are a lot of teaser options this week, but I would anchor the Bills with whatever you use on a half of it because – I can't see the Raiders going in there to win. I do think the Raiders are going to be better uh, than the average Joe thinks and the experts think this season. Uh, but I don't like this spot for the Raiders. So it's a good good teaser uh, opportunity for the Bills. And then also on Monday night, I'm playing the Steelers. I'm getting plus three mm. here. I didn't think I would get three with the Steelers. Think about a week ago what a hot commodity this Steelers team was in the betting market. Yeah. Right? Now nobody wants the Steelers. <laughs> you know, the, the Browns win last week. They're all over Joe Burrow. Kenny Pickett, who was a near-perfect passer in the preseason, he looked bad last week. He threw two picks. The Steelers' defense couldn't get many stops. Now, all of a sudden, the Browns roll in, and they're three-point road favorites. The Browns have a 19-game regular season losing streak at Pittsburgh. The Steelers wow. have won 20 consecutive home games on Monday Night Football. I'm going to go on and on and on. Mike Tomlin's 15-5-3 ATS as a home dog. And I don't like the Cam Hayward's injured and he's out on the defensive line, but mm-hmm. sometimes the situation overrides just the injuries and uh, other factors with the game. i got to stick with the Steelers here as three-point home dogs. I still need to see, see more from Deshaun Watson. I didn't mm-hmm. think uh, he was all that sharp last week either, but you know, compared to Joe Burrow, he looked pretty good. So I, I do like the Steelers plus three on Monday night as well. Yeah. And do you are you worried about this injuries for the Steelers? I mean, that's a, a little because Hayward being sure. out bothers me. And then Johnson, you know, but I'm agree. I agree with you that this is about toughness. This is about mental toughness and physical toughness. And, you know, Mike Tomlin had their attention this week for sure. There's no question. Yeah, I think the Steelers have heard all the negativity this week. Tomlin's uh, Tomlin's going to be riding these guys hard. And it's uh, one of those situations where. You got to back the home dog on Monday night. The Steelers, I don't question their toughness at all, even though um, they looked like the best team in the NFL in the preseason. Mm -hmm. And you could tell in the first 10 minutes of the game against the 49ers, something was off. 
and uh, they looked like a totally different team. I did want to say one more thing about the NFL. I heard that Matt Brown was criticizing you, Femi, <laughs> for a, a rules comment you made on yep. Sin. Did uh, did you shoot back to Matt Brown that he was oh, one of the biggest proponents of Trey Lance <laughs> when he came out in the draft? And uh, no, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure exactly. many. Yeah, not sure how many people realize this, but I was thinking about this last night. It was August of uh, 2022, Michael, when. Lewis Reddick went on ESPN and said Trey Lance was about to take the NFL by storm. I'm still waiting for yeah. the storm to hit. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still waiting Westus. for that too. Yeah. I, I go yeah. to my mailbox every day and look for the apologies from the podcast. I can't, you know, that he was on with me, <laughs> All right, let's telling see. me that, you know. So yeah, no. Hey, if anybody's going to attack Twitter, Femi, it's me. No one else can. Okay, I put that out there. No, but you know when the I was person that can attack Twitter, Femi is me. Quickly, when I was watching uh, Brock Purdy last week, he's going to get Kyle Shanahan kind of off the hook for that disastrous trade yeah. after the number three pick because you take Purdy with the last pick of the draft, and now he looks like a franchise quarterback. I don't want to call him Tom Brady. But I'll tell you what, pretty impressed me by the way he played at Pittsburgh last week. <laughs> it looked pretty damn good in that game against the Steelers. Uh, we got five minutes left. Let's transition over to college football. One of the big rivalries of the week, Tennessee at Florida down there in Gainesville. Right now we're seeing five and a half as the consensus number, total 56 and a half. I know you like this at a better number. Do you still like it oh, at yeah. the current number? I'll still play it. I, I think the yeah. Gators win the game, but I took him a plus seven. The one, what I don't like, I don't like the Florida coach, Billy Napier. I don't really like the quarterback, Graham Mertz. But again, it's more... There's more to it than the coach and the quarterback here. And I'm also, I need to see it to believe it from Joe Milton, the Tennessee quarterback. Mm -hmm. I need to see it against a legit defense on the road. So far, the Vols have faced uh, Virginia and Austin Payne, two really weak defenses. Everybody talks about Joe Milton and his arm strength. He's not that accurate, okay? Accuracy is more important than being able to throw the ball 85 yards in the air. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Gators have won nine in a row in the swamp against the Vols. They're 16-2 and two, uh, in the last 18 series meetings. And this is a spot where Billy Napier absolutely has to get the win. He's lost a bunch of big games as a Florida coach, and he's barely hanging on here. This game means a lot to the home dog, and I still don't trust Joe Milton on the road. I took seven with the Gators. I would still take six. The line's down to five and a half at some spots. I think this is a really good home dog today. Yeah, you know, I, I, the only thing that worries me about, I think Tennessee's really good on defense. I think they were good. I know they haven't played very much. You know, I, Virginia and Austin P, no big deal. They give up 13 to each team. But yep. this, this, to me, this is, we're going to find, I don't know how Graham Ertz can still have a starting job. He's still playing. I mean, mm. his 20-year career in college football seems to be going a long time. But this will be a hard game for him. Oh, yeah. The, every game's going to be hard for Graham Mertz. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not that talented. Um, and so a, that's my biggest concern with the game is I don't like Napier. I don't like Mertz, but I'm going to count on the Gators here. Yeah, a lot of time has passed since Mertz's debut against Illinois when we all went crazy and thought Wisconsin found a quarterback. Uh, they didn't. Uh, how about the backyard? I think it was, what, 20 for 21 on that game yeah. against Illinois? He looked yeah, awesome yeah, and hasn't yeah. looked awesome ever since. The backyard brawl, Pitt and West Virginia. Uh, right now, the Mountaineers, two and a half point favorites, total 47. Uh, what's uh, your look here in this game? Mountaineers can run the ball. Uh, they really can, and Neil Brown's another coach who's under a lot of heat who needs a win here at home against in, in a rivalry game against Pitt. I played this early in the week. I was on with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard at West Virginia plus one, and uh, no longer are the Mountaineers home dogs. A major tout service gave out mm. West Virginia two days ago and flipped this line. You know, at some places four points where you're seeing West Virginia minus three. Pitt's got problems on the offensive line, and last week. 
Jerkovic, the quarterback, was under pressure the whole day. He was 10 for 32 passing in that loss to Cincinnati. I think you're going to see West Virginia control this game with their offensive line and on the ground, and they're going to grind out a win here. I like the Mountaineers in the game they've got to get. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. There's so much pressure on Neil Brown there. they got to get this one. This is one of those, you know, you can't let this one slip away, as you mentioned, with Pitt's team. I, I like this one a lot. I like your Fresno State call against Arizona State. I think Fresno State, you know, uh, laying just three at Arizona State, I think that's a really good call. I got a bunch of college games today. That's one night game I threw in there for you. Fresno, mm-hmm. Fresno's got an 11-game win streak. And Jeff, Jeff Tedford's got a coaching mismatch here. Kenny Dillingham, the 34-year-old coach for Arizona State, he got schooled by Mike Gundy last week in the second half. The freshman quarterback, Jalen Rashada, is not that talented. Another guy looks like he was overhyped to me coming in. And uh, you got a young quarterback, young coach. And uh, on the other side, you got Jeff Tedford, who's won 11 in a row. And a quarterback, and Mikey Keene, a transfer from UCF, who lit up the Purdue defense a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So... I like Fresno tonight at minus. Yeah. The Bulldogs are a well-coached team. Well, this is the Lombardi line on VEASAN. Coming up on the DraftKings Network is Ross Tucker here at VEASAN. The sports betting talk and analysis will continue with Live Bet Saturday with JVT and Pam Maldonado at the top of the hour. Uh, real quick before we uh, wrap things up here, though, nothing in for you in the Colorado-Colorado State game? Well, I would play it over if I played anything. Okay. The Colorado State defense was getting no stops against Washington State, and I don't think the story is going to be much different today. I did not play the side. I think the numbers are inflated, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, what can you Matt, do with the Great boss? job. <laughs> great Thanks, stuff, Michael. as great always. Job, Michael, have fun at the Thanks, wedding. Matt. Make sure you have a good position with the TVs and you're ready to watch all you this football. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman. Thank you to the crew behind the glass. Thank you to you, Matt. You must for joining us for two segments. That does it for us here on the Lombardi Line Live Bet Saturday with JVT and Pam Maldonado coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.